Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to The Friday Show. It's a show that can't believe April Fool's Day has been cancelled this year. On today's show, we're welcoming back Premier League action with City facing a tough test at Turf Moor. We'll also be laying our reputations on the line, making predictions for the home straight of this season. To do this, I'm joined by two splendid fellows in the form of Lloyd and Stefan. Hi Lloyd, you well? Good morning, Steve. Good morning to you. Uh, I'm good, yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to the weekend. I've got a very... You've just said completely the opposite of it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean the weekend generally. Oh, right. right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a very unbusy weekend after some busy weeks, so that should be Right, nice. good, good. And Stefan, how do we find you this morning? Uh, all good, all good. Are you, uh, have you got a busy weekend yourself? Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully watching <laughs> watching a match and then jumping on a plane halfway around the world. Lovely stuff to uh, to see some sunshine, but uh, it's going to be a pretty painful flight if the result doesn't go the right way. Yeah, well, I mean, just to let you know, it's sunny here in Wales, so if you want to come down here instead, you're more than welcome. I had Mauritius in mind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's similar. Yeah, yeah, it's a coin flip. <laughs> but, it's, yeah. it's a coin flip. <laughs> um, okay, let's get straight into the um, the Burnley game because um, we've both kind of, we've all mentioned it. Um, actually, should we start with the international break? Because it'll be wrong if we don't touch on that. And there were some really interesting moments and some highlights, um, particularly maybe for myself being a Welshman. Um so I'll I'll start straight away by making my obvious highlight, Wales v Austria, uh, those goals by Bale, how riled up everyone got about Bale and Real Madrid situation, I found that hilarious. Uh, it was just a memorable night, uh, a kind of night so often that Wales have kind of blown in the past, but no longer in modern times. Uh, Lloyd, what, was, what were your highlights from the international break? What stood out for you? Well, so, I mean, I've kind of got a bit of, Welsh affinity. My dad and brother have now disgustingly defected to Wales <laughs> when it comes to football. Uh, but I mean, both goals, particularly the first goal from Bale, incredible. Just, I mean, he literally couldn't have placed it better if he ran with his hands and put it in the net. Like mm. it was, it was one of the best free kicks I've seen in ages. Um, I think just how he can just turn up almost every time for Wales in big games. His his legacy when he ends up what you know, kinda of hanging his boots up is gonna be almost unrivaled in that red shirt. So I think it's kind of a bit of a disappointment that you've still got one more game to get through. Yeah. Um and against Ukraine or Scotland that's not going to be easy for obvious reasons on both sides. Um but yeah that was amazing. I mean other things, Italy getting knocked out, really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really annoying as an England fan, though, because uh, it's kind of like, wow, you know, fuck, we lost to them in the final on pens. Um, I think pretty damning for Mancini, though, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, they've not got, like, an absolute golden generation of players there. Um, it's quite a functional team, obviously, but to, to win the Euros, which is arguably harder to win than the World Cup and then to f- not qualify for the World Cup um, particularly when you get knocked out by North Macedonia you know, I think if you go out to Portugal it's kind of you know it's kind of understandable a bit but that was that was embarrassing um, 
And then I think the only other thing was the Salah penalty debacle. I mean, I must say, I know he's a scouser and, I, you know, I obviously don't love the guy, but I thought that was absolutely disgraceful. Like, the amount of lasers being put on his face was ridiculous and I felt very sorry for him. I've not heard anything about any kind of recriminations of that. There must be. Surely there must be. It was, it was, it was disgraceful. I've never seen, you know, you've seen, you've seen it where there might be like one. Yeah. Or maybe two, but like there were literally like, there were loads on his face and you could, there's photos of all loads of different guys around the ground just stood up. Like, yeah. Well, apparently I, I, I didn't know until I was kind of, um, researching his pod, but it was kind of water bottle thrown at the keeper throughout the game. Um, you know, it, it was the keeper himself who was, um, the Egyptian keeper having lasers in his eyes as well. So it's just amounts to cheating. And if it, if this happened in kind of, you know, if this concerned a home nation, then there would be calls to have a game replayed, but. Um, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was, it was pretty shocking. I'll be honest. You mentioned Mancini there in Italy, and straight away the inevitable kind of connections to Manchester United came up afterwards. You know, United are after a manager. Mancini looks like his days at Italy are kind of numbered now. Stefan, I personally can't see that ever happening. Should it ever happen? Should Mancini go to United? How would you personally feel about that? Hmm. Uh. I'd be okay with it, I think. Uh, because I think, you know, obviously Mancini did a good job, but I think by the end of it, uh, we, we a lot of us were quite uh, tired, I, I suppose, of mm. of what what was happening at at the club. I don't. I mean, I think he would obviously not be the right answer for United, so that'd be good. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I think he'd do a decent job, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't see him as the kind of the start of a new uh, dynasty, uh, given his age, his uh, temperament and everything else. So I'd be okay with it, I think. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. So uh, I, I, either because I, I don't think United would go for him, but would he go? I know that's the most interesting part for me. It's actually, you know, you'd think United would be interested in purely because he's a top class manager and they just want anyone right now. But yeah, would he go? I, I just don't think so. I can't see. Whenever he speaks of City, you can see the love there. You can see the kind of fondness. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe we're a bit naive about that, actually, thinking about it. Mm. Maybe he'd probably go, wouldn't he? <laughs> Well, uh, one of the reasons we loved him was he was a bastard. We have to say that. One of the reasons we loved him, you know, he took on Ferguson. He he had that kind of, he had a good touch of bastard about him. We have, we have to say that. And, and you know, he's a professional and managers, you know, should they show any loyalty to clubs who then go to sack them? I don't know. So, yeah. It is yeah, a- I, don't, I, don't, I think he'd go. I think he'd go. I think he would. So, um, yeah, I just don't think, no, I don't think he's the right uh I don't think he's going to be popular popular enough with the fans, and I think United, mm. in where they are at the moment, are are going to be very swayed by what will be popular with the fans. True. So, uh, well, let's see. Let's see. What, apparently, he wants to stay. Uh, what I did hear, I, I don't like international football particularly. I mean, obviously, when you, when the World Cup's on, I watch the World Cup. But um, the best part of the whole week uh, week for me was the the end of the international break. Um, yeah. but <laughs> what I did hear was um, um, Horncastle was talking about Italy and he was saying actually first of all 
it's not clear that he is going to go, and it's not clear that the perception is that he's particularly failed and that actually they were pretty unlucky mm. in, in quite a lot of the games and actually didn't play that badly even in the Macedonia game. So um, obviously they've not got, you know, they've not got top players well, like they used to have. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's seen quite as the kind of, well, I, I'm going only on what Horncastle said about this, but, but not quite seen as the absolute failure that we might perceive it to be. Okay. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people who follow Italian football criticising for not having a plan B. Um, and that could ultimately could be his downfall, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, well, he needed, needed four strikers, obviously. <laughs> Lloyd, <laughs> like just kind of quickly before we move on to the Burnley game, uh, a standout kind of um, performance by Sterling against Ivory Coast was a highlight for me too. And three mm. three assists by three City players in that game. And um, the Switzerland game seemed to be kind of something or nothing. I only saw that in bits, but certainly the Ivory Coast game, you've got Sterling as captain, um, the performance of Bellingham as well. There was a lot to be encouraged yep. by, do you think? Yep, yep. I. <clears throat> Similar, didn't see Switzerland, was busy, saw some of Ivory Coast. I just thought Grealish played well as well. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, Bellingham, fuck, we need to try and sign him. Um, yeah. He's really good, isn't he? Um, you really don't want him going to Liverpool. That they, be... they want him so bad, but... I know, but... Yeah. 100 million it, plus? I can't see it. Probably not, and um, we are well-stocked in that area, and obviously... That would depend on you know what Gundo's doing and whether Bernardo resigns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but he does feel like a bit of a Sterling in that he's really good and he's English, and you kind of want to sign him because he's probably going to play, be one of those players that ends up playing eighty, ninety, hundred times for England. Yes, um, yeah. Similar thing to kind of John Stones when he came through at Everton. So. Um, yeah, Bellingham, very good. Sterling, um, happy with that. And want to see him back in the team tomorrow, to be honest. I think it's I think it's time. Well, what a perfect segue. It's almost like you've done this before, Lloyd. Because <laughs> then, let's look at the Burnley game, and indeed, and if um, Raheem does feature. At the back, it's interesting, Stefan, with Diaz and Stones both kind of 50-50. Um, it'll all be kind of revealed today, essentially, kind of what their chances are of starting or featuring. So it would just amount to speculation if we talked about the defence. But as regards to the midfield three, who would you ideally like to start tomorrow? And also, is any of your thinking kind of made up of the opposition, the type of kind of game we can expect against Burnley? Uh, well, yeah, I think... I think it's definitely dictated by the type of game. I think the, I think most of the team will be selected based on the the workload they've just had yeah. during the international break. So I reluctantly think he's going to go for Fernandinho. Um, and the only reason I say reluctantly is is because I think the big the big potential red herring in a game not red herring uh, the opposite red herring. Blue herring, whatever the, <laughs> the the big the big issue in a game like this, in my opinion, is that you get some freak uh, red card penalty, something like that, that throws the, the odds in a, in a in a in a different direction. 
um, from from the usual because uh, you know ninety nine out of hundred times we win the game um, on on the stats. You know, Burnley are not in a good place. Mm. Um, so I think um, I, th- I think almost any combination aside from uh uh you know that protects our players in advance of uh the Liverpool game and the Atletico game is fine with me uh but but with Fernandinho probably as the first pick uh across there okay what about you Lloyd can can you see kind of Pep Taylor into the opposition or it's the biggest factor now pretty much who's come back the freshest from from the international break <clears throat> yeah I I disagree actually um, I think Ake will play okay. um, I think well I mean okay it all depends on how fit Stones and Diaz are but um, obviously I, you wouldn't want to risk if they're, if they're kind of 50-50 you wouldn't want to risk either of them before Liverpool and with the games we've got Yeah. Um, so unless Pep thinks one of them can play and needs to play and I, I assume that would probably be Diaz if he is available, just because he's been out for longer to get some minutes, then I think he'll play Ake. I think he'll play Ake because this is the kind of game that suits Ake. He's very good in the air. Um, he is good at kind of covering those runs that go down the channels and Burnley don't have particularly quick players. Ake's obviously not fast and he gets exposed against kind of some of the quicker attackers, but against, you know, Veghurst and Barnes or Rodriguez, whoever they end up going as the second striker, um, I think this will be meat and drink for Ake, and I think I would be surprised if Fernandinho played. To be honest, I think I think Ake will play. I don't I don't understand the Fernandinho Ake distinction. Then Lloyd, have you thought that Stefan meant play Fernandinho at the back? Yeah, is that is that what you meant? No, no, I, no, I think Stefan no. just meant in midfield. Oh, I thought you meant we, we were reverting to. <laughs> no, I think at the back. I, I think Ake plays. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question. He's not definitely. I mean, Diaz can't be 100 percent fit because we'd have got into all sorts of trouble with Portugal, right? And uh, and we've got the games coming up, so I think there's no chance that Diaz plays. It sounds like there's little chance Stones plays. So I think Ake, Ake, and Laporte, I think are the only two that can play at centre half. Does that worry you? I just Stephen? think Rodri. Rodri, I think he's going to save him. So I can't, I can't see a scenario where he goes, yeah, let's play Rodri with the games coming up. I just can't see it. So I think he has to play Fernandinho, and it concerns me slightly. And then I think really it's a collection of who's got who's got less, uh, you know, in their legs over the last couple of weeks. I think. Does it concern either of you about the prospect of Laporte, who has been out of form? He has been struggling for form in recent weeks, at least. Um, and Ake, I mean, I, I don't want to kind of stereotype, but I, I look at that pairing and think there's a mistake in there. Well, we're not going to, you know what the game's going to be like. I mean, you know, there's going to be, we're going to have the ball for 75% plus, uh, assuming there's no uh, blue herring, right? Mm. We're going to have it for, for 75% of the game. Um, we, there is, the, the risk is, as per usual, we either get caught, on some kind of very long ball uh, to to the giant uh, that they've got there, or we get caught on the break once. You know, I don't. We can't. I don't think we can plan our team around that to the extent. Anyway, we just don't have any other options. I mean, who is he going to play? Yeah. So 
you know, the, 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 we've got two of the centre-halves have got some kind of injury issue, the extent of which we don't know. So I, I don't think Laporte's played well. But the problem we've got, I think, is, is a bigger discussion around the other games that are coming up and how many times he plays Laporte over Stones when, mm. when they're both mm. fit. That, for me, is a bigger issue because I think, I think Stones should be number one pick, but I think the reality is he won't be. Okay. Um, Lloyd, mm. kind of front three for you. Wait, sorry, just to, just to cap yeah, just to stay on this it. topic. Um, so I've just looked at Spain's game. So they, so Rodri only played one of the two games. He didn't didn't play in the second game at all. Just sat on the bench. Um, I agree. Ake Laporte makes me a bit nervous. They're also both left footed. Um, but I think obviously that's the, the. I agree with Stefan. That is the only option. Yeah, no, um, I agree too. Fernandinho though. <laughs> I think Fernandinho ordinarily, probably with a stronger centre-half pairing at Burnley, no issues. But when it's those two, I agree also, a bit jittery. Um, so I would be tempted to play Rodri um, if Pep thinks that, you know, he's not been... that he's had a little bit of sufficient rest. I, I suppose one game probably isn't that, to be honest. He'd probably need to have sat out of both and to travel anyway is a bit bit long but yeah I think if you put Laporte Ake Ferner together as a triangle that, that gets you a bit jittery but maybe we're just being you know slightly over uh, over concerned about Burnley but it is it is one of those games like Stefan says where it, it'll come down to a, probably a fuck up on our end um, mm, yeah and those three probably have got one in them at the moment um, Fernandinho of old obviously definitely not um but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be losing sleep over if he if he does have to play. I, th- I think the other thing is, you know, could we play Gundo there? Um, I know we really haven't done that much this season, but and I know, kind of on paper, you wouldn't think to play a player like that against Burnley's midfield. But if we're going to have so much of the ball, which we will, then we've we've seen it before, particularly the end of the eighteen nineteen season. Um, kind of just playing three. Uh, people who can keep the ball I think that's also an option um, but I'd probably be surprised to see that we haven't seen that that much this season have we hmm. look at it the other way right if, if if none of us or the manager let's say the manager doesn't trust Fernandinho tomorrow in what game does he trust him because you know this is the most straightforward it's made for him to be fair isn't it on paper it, this is made of for all him. the games I mean you know okay maybe Watford at home but but most this is a if you've got him in the squad and you are going to use him, this is a game to use him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay, let, let's look further forward then at the front three. Uh, Lloyd, who would be your ideal front three then? So I would pick... I, 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 because the front three have been misfiring... Well, because we've been misfiring a bit, I think we need to play our best front three, which for me is Sterling, Foden, Mahrez. Hmm. No questions asked. Okay. Stefan, what's your kind of response to that? Do you agree with that? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't have as strong uh, feelings at the moment about... I, 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 think, I think we're imperfect up front. And so... And I think the... There's not... I don't see that there's a huge difference between the players that we have in those positions. Obviously... 
Jesus, I think, is a tear down. Uh, Grealish has flattered to deceive once too often recently. And so, therefore, the other options appear better. Um, but if he was to protect, you know, Mares or protect Sterling or protect Foden, whatever, it wouldn't bother me. I mean, you know, we do have to remember that on Tuesday we've got a critical game against Atletico. So uh, I think anything, any, you know, is it completely crazy to play Jesus? I don't, I, I don't think it is actually. I mean, mm. I know we've got to win the game, but he does have to look forward and look at the other games that we've got as well. So I know this is. I'm saying. I'm not really this saying very, very much. Very unlike you, Stefan. <laughs> I think. I think we've got. We've got more important games, and we really should win tomorrow. With, you know, they've got a lot of injuries. Um, we do have to protect the players. I think for the games that are coming up. I can't see him featuring apart from perhaps coming off a subs bench, but there. I am hearing a Cole Palmer might be available. Um, so. I mean, he's an option, but again, I can't see him starting as part of front three, of course, but it would be nice to see him back and to be one of the options going forward because, you know, what, what a couple of months we've got ahead of us. It'd, um, be, good, it'd be good to have him back involved, I think. He's, yeah, obviously, he's, he's way out of football, so I don't think he's an option at the moment, but it'd be good. I think it would be good. We've, we've lacked a bit. Um, obviously, Pep hasn't made many subs in recent weeks, which has gone... Um, which has been very obvious and, you know, I, I don't think Palmer would always be at the front of his mind, but it would be good at least just to have someone on the bench. We have fielded a few seven and eight man benches recently. So, yeah. yeah. I think his default tomorrow will be uh, a, a beating, right? Uh, uh, um, to the extent we have one. I think I think that's what, how he's going to look at it. I, I might be completely wrong and maybe he'll go, well, look, there's no point even worrying about the games that are coming up because we've got to win this one first and therefore whatever. But I, my, my gut feel is that he will go for his, his focus will be on protecting the players for certainly the three games that are coming up and with the fourth one, the, the, the semi-final um, and therefore expect to see more of the Jesus's he may be in a category of his own, but more to see Jesus rather than, you know, Foden, for example, uh, in these games. I'd, I, I don't know. I, I I really think you've got to win. I think you've got to play a pretty strong team, win, try and bring players off and then just reevaluate. I don't, I don't think looking at the five games, you can try and manage the first. I think you're in dangerous territory. If we don't win, it will be absolute disaster stations against Burnley. Um, because there's, well, he will, but he trusts those players. No, I mean, you know, he trusts those. There's almost no way Liverpool don't beat Watford. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's. So I, I, agree, I agree with that. We have to we have to assume that you know they're going into the game against us with three more points. So I just I, I think given what's happened with our, we've obviously not been in great form in the league. We've faltered a bit. I think we, I think we just have to deal with Saturday win as quickly and as best as possible and then just go from there. I mean, it's a very non, um, it, you know, I, I don't, I don't disagree that that's what I would do. It's not really pet to go, Oh, well, we'll blitz them in the first half and we'll make loads of substitutions. Right. I mean, it, it's just, 
he often, in, in similar games in the past, he hasn't done that. You know, if you think about, I don't know, Chelsea semi-final last year. Was it last year? or was it, Yeah, last, uh, last year, yeah. You know, look at the team he played there. That was in the run-up to a Champions League game. Yeah. And that was a semi-final at Wembley. And he played effectively what I'm saying, which is a beating. Also, the great unknown, of course, is Burnley. We don't know how teams, any team responds after an international break. Um, and Burnley have been poor, but who's to say they're going to be poor, you know, after kind of resetting, as it were. You know, they'll, be, they'll be poor. They'll be poor. Come on. Uh, you know they'll be poor, right? But I think I, th- I think the reality is Burnley are, are a poor side in poor form. Now, that doesn't mean it's impossible that they do something tomorrow, but... I don't. I think that the, the one the one good thing that Pep has tomorrow is quite a lot of certainty about how the game plays out. Right, Burnley will. I don't think you're going to surprise either in the way they play or their kind of you know sort of technical quality. It's a quite a predictable game, I think. Famous last words, but you know, subject to somebody doing something stupid, it's quite a predictable game. So. I think he. I think he'll therefore pick a team according to that predictability. Okay. Um, Is that no, maybe I'm being unfair on no, Burnley? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just I can't. I can't play, see it. It's just maybe it's it's a kind of a city thing. I think you know a lot of big clubs fans think this that every club seems to raise their game against him, and maybe there's no truth in that. Maybe it is just kind of pessimism. Um, but I always seem to. I always tend to feel these games, clubs like Burnley just raise themselves, go up a notch, play better against us. And then in the following week, they'll go back to being poor again. And that's that's just how I feel. I've just got a kind of suspicion or a fear, I should say, that they're going to be un-Burnley-like this weekend and actually you know, be really roused and really up for it. But they are without Ben May, which is a big, what's well, a huge consideration. I mean, he's their leader, so... Is um, he definitely out? Definitely out, yeah. So Yeah, well, well they've, got, they've got a few injuries. Hmm. So I did see it last night, it came up on the feed. Uh, Lloyd, uh, I'm concerned not just about the fact that Burnley may raid it, raid their game. I'm concerned that I just keep thinking back to the 2019 game. Uh, we discussed it off air. Um, I can see parallels or potential parallels with this weekend where it's going to be nervy, it's going to be tight, it's going to get to, you know, 65 minutes and we still haven't scored. <clears throat> can you see that being the case? Could you see that as a possibility? Um, and as you said off air as well, this time we won't have any Sergio to kind of just, just about get it over the line as he did last time. Oh God, let's not even start. Um, <laughs> if, if, if 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 it's nil nil on on sixty seventy minutes, we are going to be in meltdown stations. Yeah, um, it's going to be very nervous. I mean that's I mean that is basically why I would play, apart from the defence, as strong a team as possible um, tomorrow. And I I appreciate Pep doesn't generally haul people off at two nil, but um, you know the 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 next four games after this are pretty unique in how. Um, how they are and playing Atletico twice, Liverpool twice. So, yeah, I'm, I hope it doesn't play out like that, Steve. I hope that we can just go at them from the off. And to be honest, our recent record at Turf Moor is very good. Yeah. Um, Pep did, I think we did lose there under Pep, but it was very early in Pep's time at City. Um, generally, we've, we've, 
we've played well there. We've we've dealt with the, most of the games apart from that one pretty well. Um, it's just you know it's just a, it's a game against a team in the relegation zone in April. So you know it's it's obviously it's obviously nervous, but we we should we should you know, we should have more than enough to beat them. Um, but they they do they do pose a few unique threats. I do think they're much better since that Veghorst guy has come in. He's quite a throwback. Um, mm. He's a he's a big big unit, and obviously if Cornet can play, he's a he's a really good player. He's done us before for Leon, as we all know. Um, oh God, I forgot about that. Why did you bring that up? <laughs> well, it's got to be honest. Yeah. Um, so you know they've 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 got a couple of threats. McNeil's you know pretty decent, but. You know, we should like like we've said, we should have a lot of the ball. We need to just concentrate from set pieces, obviously, um, score early, and just try and try and kind of just really take the stuffing out of them. But yeah, if we're if we're nil nil at half time, it's obviously going to be pretty nervous, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, before we get to the score predictions, um, both me and Asan have stated on the pod this season that we'd be happy for the Clarets to drop. Um, just kind of want each of your thoughts on that. Um, Stefan, do you do you feel the same way? Would you be happy to see Burnley cliched, stereotyped Burnley, maybe unfairly so? Would would you be happy to see them drop? Uh, I don't think it's unfair, is it? Uh, I think they they are they are what it says on the tin. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean. I don't, you know, I like I, I quite I kind of like that Tuesday night in Burnley. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and actually, the ten a tense game away at Burnley uh, as you're going for a title is kind of what it's all about. I mean, I know it won't be enjoyable if if the scenarios play out as Lloyd just described, but um, it is one of those it is one of those sort of classic Premier League encounters. So I think I think we would lose a little bit. I think definitely if you lose you lose Burnley and you get somebody with some brand new stadium, uh, you know, sort of very sort of modern modern type team, you know, you, you definitely lose something. Yeah. Um, but you know, if they're replaced by Notts Forest, then I think nobody really nobody's too bothered. As it happens, I think uh, Burnley would have some issues if they got relegated. Yes, uh, yeah. they've got they've got quite a uh, sort of questionable uh, structure, financial structure there. Uh, it could be it could be one of these situations where if they did go down, uh, it, it was a bit of a free fall situation, which is not ideal. Um, so I'd be, I, I don't mind. I mean, I, you know, I think they, I think they add something to the Premier League. I think that it's part of the tapestry of the Premier League to have a traditional tight stadium. Um, bit too much racism, but uh, I suppose we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't miss that. Um, For sure. But you know, I, I kind of like that. Uh, I also always like the completely false hope that they'll take some points off one of the other top six teams, uh, which of course never happens. Uh, but you always think it might. Well, I mean, certainly that's what kind of Liverpool fans will be thinking going into this weekend as well. You know, they'll be looking at Burnley, go right City, Burnley away. This is where they could drop points. Um, could that happen, Lloyd? Do you think? What's your score prediction for the weekend? And and before you get onto that, do you agree with Stefan? Now, do you like to see Burnley stay in the in the top flight? Um, 
I echo pretty much everything Stefan said there, really. I mean, some of the banners we've seen over Turf Moor, obviously disgusting. Uh, but they do, they, they are, yeah, they are part of what makes the Premier League the Premier League. I think, you know, a team like that is part of why I think particularly foreign fans are so interested in the Premier League. Um, just because it's not really something that you have elsewhere, um, across the other leagues. And yeah, if they were replaced by a like for like, then that would be, that would be good. And it would be a bit, it would be a bit boring just to have 20 teams who all try and play football. It does give a bit more. I know it's annoying, particularly for us as City fans, because we end up coming up against those teams in kind of low blocks, but it is part of what makes the Premier League kind of multifaceted and enjoyable. Um, but Burnley specifically, I don't really care for. I, I really, do, I'm probably on my own here on an island, but I do really like Sean Dyche. I think he's, I think he's pretty good value. Um, I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, I do know why. I just think he's just, he just, he's just pretty straight talking. He does obviously chat some rubbish sometimes, but I don't know. I just, I just think he's quite entertaining, um, and I also think he's quite a good manager. And what he's done for them is is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Given given budgets, but if they go down, I wouldn't I wouldn't lose any sleep. Um, as for the game, oh, it's difficult. Um, I'm glad it's at three p.m. It's a bit like the Palace game the other night. This would be a pisser if it was like a Monday eight p.m. Mm, game, definitely, definitely. Or it was um, a midweek game because obviously we got a lot of those coming up in the prem. I think it makes it a bit easier. Um, I'd rather Liverpool didn't play first because they are inevitably going to win and that will just put a little bit extra edge on the game. But I would expect that it will be 2-0 mm. to City. Um, that would be great. I really hope that's the case. Could be tighter, maybe 1-0. But let's go with 2-0. Let's try and be confident. My my prediction is two nil also. Um, really tight, tense, edgy, nervy, but two nil ultimately. Maybe with a late goal to to settle matters. Uh, Stefan, your score prediction? I I also had two nil in my head, but um, it feels like one of those to me where uh, you know, like if you get two ahead early, relatively early on, you'd think that uh, City could could score a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, because what what are Burnley going to do? I mean, they I don't know what the goal difference situation is. I think the likelihood is that Burnley are focusing on the fact that they've got the games in hand. Yes, uh, they're minus minus sixteen goal difference. So actually, goal difference is is in their advantage. So they probably will be quite protective uh, of the goal difference um, because the teams around them are minus twenty six, minus eighteen, minus thirty three. Brentford minus fourteen, so um, maybe maybe it won't be one of these games where it'll really open up, even if we got two ahead. But I think two 0 feels feels like a reasonable uh, a reasonable prediction. I can't recall the last time all three people said the same scoreline, so hopefully that is a sign. Um, that gonna, shows it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, let's basically. kind of extend our scope somewhat and kind of look at the league as a whole before we kind of wrap things up. Um, and some predictions because it seems to me that after this uh, international break, you know, when you when you look at the season as a whole, now essentially it's for home straight from now until May. 
it's just every game matters. This is, you know, to use the ultimate cliche, the business end of the season. Um, and it's kind of like a mini leagues all over the shop, really. You know, particularly at the top of the top four and particularly, of course, at the bottom with the rele- relegation fight. So maybe it's time to kind of wheel out some predictions. Um, I'll start with you, Stefan, as regards to the biggest and most obvious question, who will win the title? I still think we're favourites. Well, we are obviously favourites, sort of, factually. But Mm. I still think... um, I mean, look, I did think it was done, so don't take anything I say as being reliable. Um, I I did think that was... I sort of wonder why I was so confident now when you look at it. Yeah, I'm the same, yeah. Well, because Liverpool haven't really... I mean, you know, I don't think we've been... I don't think we've been. I think the two teams have been more or less the same in terms of their quality of performances. Because I think one of the biggest myths that that we, City fans in particular um, believe is that Liverpool have been playing better than we have, or that, or, or rather, that we've been playing worse. Uh, I don't think it's true, actually. I think if you know, and, and on that overlap thing uh, that was on Sky, Carragher said as much in terms of how Liverpool have been playing. Uh, so I don't think Liverpool have been brilliant themselves, it, but and also they've not really beaten anybody except for Arsenal in the run. Mm. Uh, that said, you know they have clawed it back, and uh, it's a bit of a I think it's a bit of a coin flip. I think on paper our, our fixtures are much easier, um, but you know at this stage of the season, you know I, I think it's almost impossible to say that they're materially easier uh, beyond the, the game that we've got um, at, at City. So uh, I still think we'll win it just. Um, but then again, we, we might win it by by quite a few points. I don't think Liverpool, famous last words, but I don't think Liverpool will stretch ahead. Um, and I don't believe that they can continue to win every game. I mean, so mm-hmm. something has got to give with Liverpool um, between now and the end of the season. So I don't know what it'll be. Hopefully it's not just the FA Cup. Um, but but something will have to give at Liverpool. They, they will. I don't believe that they, they will win the uh, quadruple. Uh, I don't believe we'll win the treble. But um, but I, I have us favourite for the league. That's pretty much exactly how I feel. My only kind of caveat to that, the only kind of concern I'd throw into that is their, you know, the signing of Luis Diaz and what he offers them now, the options, the ability to kind of rest you know, Mane, for example, for a game here or there, um, and and just how he's immediately settled into that setup concerns me. But yeah, pretty much feel the same way. Um, I would go for City too. Um, Lloyd, yeah, um, I think that echoes a lot of how I feel. Um, I thought we were very heavy favourites a few weeks ago. Um, I also, like a complete mug, didn't realise that they had a game in hand for a while. Mm. So I thought we were six points ahead. Um, and then they just suddenly played that game, which really, t- I was working late, took me by surprise. And then they were suddenly three points off us. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, agree with Stefan. We've got an easier run in. We obviously play them at the Etihad, which I think is a factor. Um, but I think the momentum is with them at the moment. Um, however, like Stefan said, you know, I think they've won nine in a row. I don't think they're going to win nine more in a row. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Um, 
of it, it, it's it, it's like eighteen nineteen where I think we need to. You know they've shown that they can go on this run, and obviously we've gone on a similar run on our own. I think it come you, you almost in a way you can't rely on other teams to kind of bloody their nose, so you've got to try and do it yourself. But the draw in that game does suit us. I feel that could it's difficult. Kind of it it helps us and it doesn't help us in a in 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 a weird way. Um, so obviously that game is going to be a complete ding dong, but. I, I still have us as slight favourites, but I think the kind of margins have closed quite significantly over the last few weeks, I would say. And I do think for the first time, probably since Klopp's arrived, Liverpool's squad is is quite close to City's now. And I think it's a big factor um, running into running into this kind of six to eight week run because I think whilst we've always had a very strong kind of one to normally 21 that's now shrunk to about 1 to 18 given the departures and given like Torres leaving um, given we've got no striker whereas they have strengthened with Jota and with Diaz and their midfield has really bolstered in that kind of Cater's started to play quite well Tiago's <clears throat> come in they've obviously got Fabinho Henderson's reliable Oxlade-Chamberlain's played quite well this season when he's played so and then Harvey Elliott's kind of come through a little bit. So they've got a lot of options where they didn't before. And yeah. I feel like when, we, when we've when we gone ding-dong with Liverpool before, they have very much had an 11 and it's been that 11 in every game. And that's not the case anymore. So I do think that helps them because obviously that's been one of our biggest kind of things on over them that we've been able to kind of rotate a bit and keep things fresh. Mm. Um, they're vulnerable at centre half. I mean, you know, we uh, again, uh, as uh, as Neville said on on the overlap thing, and I think it just reflects what all of us are thinking. Uh, if Van Dyke, you know, even dropped a couple of games, we know that the fall off is very very dramatic. I mean, you know, just remind yourself of what happened last season in that period where they lost six home games on the bounce without Van Dyke, and. I completely agree. I think their squad is, I have to say, I think squad-wise it's better than ours at the moment. Uh, I know that might be quite difficult for some people to hear, but I think it's the truth. Um, uh, but they, yeah, they definitely have a much bigger drop at centre-half than we would. In yeah. any, you know, we've already had. I mean, you know, Diaz has been out. Uh, I don't. I don't believe that that's been the reason for any of our recent performances, uh, or you know, dropping points at Palace. I don't think it was down to the fact that we didn't have Diaz there. Uh, so, um, but I think Van Dijk would be a complete game changer. Can he play every single game? I don't know. Maybe uh, seems unlikely to me. But he is a monster. Um, and, uh, you know, I think beyond that, they do have a lot of flexibility with their squad. It is a very big squad. Yeah. Well, I mm. mean, they do have a derby coming up, so maybe Pickford can kind of repeat history and <laughs> do somewhat of a mistimed challenge on Van Dyke. But, uh, of course, no one wants to see that. Um, right, let's extend it to the top four then. Um, Stefan, I'll start with you again. Kind of, who do you see making the top four? Who do you see missing out? Well, I mean, it'd be a pretty wild collapse, I think, uh, for Arsenal not to do it from this mm. position. But 
there are quite a lot of games and what you forget when you get down the table even even to fourth is the sort of assumption that the teams win their games is, is actually not right and there'd probably be more draws and more defeats than we might perceive I mean if you look for example Spurs have lost 10 games this season yeah um you know, United lost seven, Arsenal lost eight. Um, but, you know, Arsenal from where they've got themselves to, and this is a massive surprise to me. I, I did not think they'd be higher than than sixth. Um, I think where they are now, they should do it. Um, but Tottenham probably have got the best manager uh, and United probably have the best talent, probably. Although uh, I know some people might disagree with that. I'm questioning it myself uh, these days um, because I was I was one of these um, naive people that thought at some point a manager would be able to extract much better performances from that set of players. Yeah. Now I'm starting to wonder. I really had a realisation uh, probably about 50 minutes into the derby uh, that maybe my key assumption about United had been wrong all along and actually so many of those players are just not up to it and that, that it's not just the coaching. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think Arsenal, uh, you know, I, I think that they've got, they're playing reasonably well. Uh, they've got a good manager. Um, I think Arsenal will do it. I think the other two, I think Spurs and United, I, th- I think West Ham have got no chance. Uh, they've played two games more than Arsenal. And in any event, I think they'll get distracted by the Europa. Mm. Um, so uh, I think Arsenal Okay Lloyd anything to kind of add to that any kind of difference of opinion there um, No I think Arsenal will do it quite comfortably actually in the end um, as long as key players stay fit uh, I mean if it to be honest when Conte came in I thought they'd walk for fourth place um, even with the deficiencies in Spurs' squad he's such a good manager mm. Um but they've had some they've had some wild results and losses under him. Um, it's obviously not gone as well, nearly as well as he would have expected. And there's probably a chance he walks in the summer, which would be a disaster for them. Um, I don't think United will do it. Um, what, what would that mean for United if they don't do it? I mean, the obvious you know answer is it affects their transfer activity this summer. But um, well, it does. But they're almost the team. They are the team more than anyone else that can absorb kind of being out of the Champions League yeah. um, it's more it's more damaging to Spurs and Arsenal than it is to United um, that being said it's obviously a massive disaster for them on the kind of normal levels on the pitch I mean seeing Ronaldo play in the Conference League would be fucking great uh, <laughs> to be honest for starters um, but yeah I mean you know Stefan's probably right in the that squad, maybe a lot of people overestimated it, but they've still, I mean, to be honest, they've still got so much quality in it that not to finish in the top four, I think is a, is pretty disastrous for United. Um, I don't think they'll do it. They, I, I've watched a lot of them actually under Ranjit because I live with uh, my mate Charlie, who's a, who's a United fan. So we do watch quite a lot of their games and they've just been, it's really uninspiring game to game that he hasn't, Managed to turn them around almost at all. Um, yeah, you know they play they play with a bit more intensity off the ball, but kind of in an attacking sense, they're, they're still so drab. Uh, I think his best win is is three goals still. Um, it was two nil. 
before quite recently. So, mm. yeah. Um, Maybe they're worse, you know. I mean, I feel I, they're I, worse. Think, yeah. I think you could construct an argument that they're worse because at least they were doing certain decent things going forward with, with Solskjaer. They are very bland to, to watch at the moment. I mean, I, 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 the one good thing about there being some kind of race for fourth is, of course, Liverpool have to play Spurs and United still. Um, for Certainly for United to do it. I mean, can, can United really afford to get beat at Liverpool? I don't know. There's, you know, nine games. Yes, I think they, they, they definitely can. They're rubbish. You, what, get beat and still still make up four points at nine games? I don't know. No, Seems... well, as in, I just don't think United are going to... I think but, they're going to be quite far off finishing four. Oh, I see. Okay, I fine, fine. Yeah. So, okay, fine. I just don't think it moves the needle, really. I think, but from a City perspective, Spurs are probably the one I would look at and go... Uh, I'm banking on you lads to, to get something well, out like, like I said before there's a derby as well I mean Everton are woeful right now but things can change in a one-off game um, particularly Merseyside derby um, so there is that is it Anfield though or Goodison yeah they're properly terrible uh, away yeah. is, it is it away or home yeah it's Anfield which brings us on to ah. um, <laughs> yeah. the last consideration uh, time is running against us so I'll just focus on the Toffees if that's alright as regards to Going down, obviously, Watford, Burnley, Norwich are in the bottom three right now. They're the ones with it all to do. Um, but Everton are just above that line. So, kind of, each of you in turn, Stefan, how bad has Everton been to get to this point? You know, when you look at... I'm not suggesting for a moment that they've got a squad capable of, you know, top four, top six, but if this is a mid-table squad and they're 17th and they've had two managers, they're consistently pour away how bad have they been look they've got a massive massive problem right because no team and we just talked about Burnley being vulnerable to relegation uh, Everton are probably uh, relegation away from from a proper meltdown yeah. uh, financially uh, a, a Leeds United type uh, collapse uh, it's that serious Um well, they've been terrible because the players that they've got there are more than capable of being 10 places higher in the bar, well, yes. eight places higher in the table. So what else can you say? And and at home, they're not that bad. So it just tells you just how bad they must have been in, in all of those away games. Um, they should still survive though, right? They've got three games in hand over Leeds. They've got two over Watford. If we assume Watford are not going to beat Liverpool... Uh, lead, uh, Everton should survive so it shouldn't be a, a huge crisis mm. um, but it's a pathetic season and you'd be very worried as an Everton fan because the financial troubles I'm talking about are not going to go away even if they stay in the Premier League all that's happened or all that will happen is that it won't be in complete crisis it does look like Osmanov, uh really does own the club uh, you know if you if you were to watch the panorama, it looks extremely likely. Mm. Um, so there's huge issues there in terms of the funding going forward, um, and it's not easy to sell to sell a club like Everton. So uh, I think they've got big problems come what may, but I think they'll survive. Okay, um, Lloyd. What if they don't? I mean, we, we talked about Burnley. How would you personally feel about Everton going down? I mean, I've, I've got. No love nor hate for Everton. Um, I'm very much kind of down the middle with them. Um, I would hate to see them go down, personally. Mm, same. Yeah, for sure. They uh, 
they are part of the Premier League. Yeah. Very much so. Um, very different to Burnley, um, I think. Um, they also, have they, I don't think they've ever been relegated from the top no, flight or something. Is no, it? The, last, the last time was 64 years ago, I think. It was 64 right. years ago. But they've been in the Premier League the whole time, haven't they, I think? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be, yeah, it would it would be a loss, definitely, to the Premier League, for sure. They're a big team. Um, they provide a derby to Liverpool, <laughs> which is pretty key. Yeah. Um, albeit they never turn up, but, you know, I think it still it adds a lot to the Premier League as a whole. Um, and, yeah, in terms of, you know, what, what, what would happen to them, I mean, Stefan can speak to that much better than anyone, really. Uh, it would obviously be an absolute disaster for them financially um, they've also got the new stadium um, yeah. I imagine a lot of their players aren't on relegation kind of um, clause contracts as well yeah you know it, 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 it it's 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 really big time panic stations you know I, I talked about panic stations if uh, Laporte, Ake and Fernandinho play well you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah perspective yeah, swings yeah. and roundabouts yeah, yeah. swings and roundabouts um, so yeah they are in serious trouble I think I mean look they, they should stay up the, te- the three teams below them are worse teams by a mile uh, but Everton have been terrible in a lot of games this season and you still think they will cobble enough points together and they've obviously got three on Watford, if we assume Liverpool, like Stefan said. Leeds have been patchy. I think they should do it, but they're pre- I mean, they're pretty close and there's not that long left. So uh, it's tough. But just looking at their fixtures, they've got more at Goodison in the running than they do away. So that should help them because that crowd will have to... Just as awful as they've been and as much as they can turn they've got no option but to fully get behind them in every game because you know the uh, the other side of the coin is, is is very scary apocalyptic it really is yeah they've got good quality I mean they've got some good quality there I mean it would be ridiculous you know and they've not got top players but they've got you know Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin if he gets back fit go, you know and they're two of the best forwards in the bottom half of the table so um I think they'll be okay. It's very, very hard to see how with those, with 11 games that they can't get, I don't know, I mean, maybe 11 points. It's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you you would think three, four, maybe even five wins from that. And, and, well, of course, I'll be safe from that. Okay, guys. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed that. Um, Thank you, Stefan. Cheers. Thanks, Lloyd. Cheers, Steve. Thanks, everyone, for listening in, as always. Um, That's a wrap for today, folks. We're off to see which countries Wales will be grouped with for their glorious march to World Cup glory next November. A man can dream. In the meantime, take care of yourselves, be well, and forever up the magnificent blues.